Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. We're headed up to uh, to Buffalo to talk with Matthew Fairburn. Uh, he is uh, good to go. He uh, covers the Buffalo Bills for The Athletic. Uh, you can subscribe to The Athletic. They have a lot of different uh, beat writers and people who are out there covering your favorite teams. Uh, and Matthew is with us right now. What do the Bills do? I mean, I think that's the question everybody's asking in the wake of the LaShawn McGoy allegations. We're now, I think, uh, what, 11 or 12 days uh, away till they actually start training camp. What's the decision here? Yeah, the Bills are in a tough spot with this one. I mean, they've since Sean McDermott got here, they've talked about culture and doing things the right way on and off the field. And, you know, obviously, if there's any shred of truth to any of these allegations i think you know they don't have too much of a choice besides to move on from Lashawn mccoy but at the moment we don't know if there's any shred of truth to any of this uh one way or the other so i think at the moment they're gathering facts they're trying to figure out the information and a lot of it's out of their hands because even if Lashawn mccoy isn't charged or convicted in a court of law the NFL has shown that they don't necessarily need that to discipline a guy. So they could put him on the exempt list and then he wouldn't be able to practice or play. And obviously the timing of this makes it very tricky for the bills because they report to training camp on July 25th. So in a couple of weeks, LaShawn McCoy, you know, his status could still be up in the air. I don't see this getting resolved very quickly, just given how complicated it seems this situation is. So, it puts the Bills in a very tight spot, and they're going to have to make, you know, it's easy to preach culture and, you know, doing things the right way, but when it's your star player and really the only player you have on offense as a weapon, then it becomes a little bit harder to stick by your guns. 
No kidding at all. We're talking with uh, Matthew Fairburn. You can follow him on Twitter at Matthew Fairburn. So I am fascinated by this. You kind of hit on the timing there. They come into camp on the 25th. For the Bills, the best thing that could happen, I mean this honestly, is probably that, uh, well, there's a couple of things could happen. One, he could be completely cleared, and that's the best thing that could happen for the Bills. I think the odds of that happening in the next 12 days based on my experience, criminal justice system, this investigation, the conflicting stories and everything else, are very low. It's very unlikely that the police are going to come out and say, you know what, LaShawn McCoy had nothing at all to do with this. The fact that he's retained the attorney who represented Ray Lewis uh, in his murder trial down in Atlanta kind of gives you an indication that there might be something to this in terms of the danger that he is facing. I think what's more likely is there hasn't been a resolution. Because honestly, I think the second best thing for the Bills would be if he gets charged and then they can just cut him and the story's over. But if neither of those things happen and they're kind of stuck in this middle ground, what do you do? Do you let him come to training camp? Do you let him start? Assume that nothing is resolved and we don't know anything more than we do right now in 12 days. You are the Bills. What do the Bills do? It's, it's a fascinating question, and I think that's at the center of this whole thing because, like you said, they could have an easy way out if he's cleared. They could have an easy way out if he's charged. And they could even have an easy way out if the NFL puts him on the exempt list. But if it's the burden is placed on the Bills here to make the decision, I tend to think they're going to let this thing play out and wait and see. I mean, they've been a little bit lenient with some of this stuff in the past with other guys that have been – you know, charged with things that the one example I can think of under Sean McDermott is Adolphus Washington last summer, you know, had a a weapons charge against him that had ongoing, you know, legal procedures and they did let him come to camp and practice. So a lot can happen in the next 13 days before the bills have to report to camp. And maybe, you know, a lot of this will depend on where exactly things stand and and how the story lines up. But I wouldn't be surprised if they let this guy come to camp. I mean, Sean McDermott has stood by LaShawn McCoy, uh, you know, basically from the day he got here. They had a chance to trade him last summer and didn't do it. So this is a guy that they believe in. They could have traded him this off off season as well. So if they're stuck in limbo and, you know, they, they're the ones who have to make a decision, I, I find it hard to believe they would keep him home. We're talking to uh, Matthew Fairburn. He covers the Buffalo Bills for The Athletic. Okay, what is the fan reaction? Because sometimes fans will rally around players, particularly when, as you just mentioned, I think by far LaShawn McCoy is the most well-known Buffalo Bill, the best offensive weapon on this team. What have you gathered about how Bills fans have responded in the early days of these allegations? You know, it's been a little bit crazy because when the first photo went viral, which was, you know, very graphic and disturbing to look at, you know, the the reaction in the, the couple hours after that was, you know, put this guy behind bars, don't ever let him touch the football field again. Then LaShawn McCoy denies it, and for a couple hours the reaction was, you know, real negative against, you know, the accuser and the victim, saying, you know, all this stuff's made up, they're trying to tear down LaShawn McCoy's career but now you can just sense that fans are just uneasy with the whole thing the more information that comes out you know you mentioned him hiring the lawyer that represented Ray Lewis pretty much everybody has had the same reaction as you saying well if he's hiring him you know there might be something here and he's gearing up for a fight and I think that makes 
a lot of people uncomfortable. And look, it's easy to, you know, say that you want to have good guys on your team and things like that. But like I said, when, when it's LaShawn McCoy, it, it starts to, you know, make things a little bit tough. Uh, you know, that's a guy that everybody in Buffalo loves. And like you said, he's one of the most recognizable players on the entire roster. So I think once this thing starts to drag on and, and we get a sense of, you know, how legitimate some of these allegations are, Bills fans are in a spot where they're not exactly going for broke on 2019. They know this is a long rebuild and, you know, they're probably uh, a couple years away from competing. So I think they'll probably sense that, hey, look, this guy turns 30 years old today and how many good years did he really have left here anyways? Maybe he's not worth the headache, but fans love this guy and, and they're definitely uncomfortable with the whole situation and really just hoping, you know, for the best at this point. You mentioned that the expectations may not be very high. Certainly the number one story prior to this one breaking was going to be the battle for the quarterback position between Nathan Peterman, A.J. McCarron, and the first-round draft pick, uh, Josh Allen. What do you think and see coming out of this battle, and how does LaShawn McCoy's uncertainty maybe factor in in terms of who gets the job? That'll be interesting to see. You know, in the spring, what – what it looked like, you know, was Nathan Peterman had taken a pretty big step from the last time we saw him on the field, uh, which wasn't too pretty. A.J. McCarron was a bit underwhelming in the spring. I think a lot of people around the country assumed when he was signed that he would kind of win the job with ease, but it doesn't look that way based on the spring. But there's no question that Josh Allen is the most talented quarterback on this roster. And I wouldn't be surprised if he goes out and wins the job in training camp in the preseason. The question is whether Sean McDermott will be willing to give him the job, even if he does win it. He might have to win it by a considerable margin for them to be willing to put him into action week one, especially if LaShawn McCoy is not going to be available. I mean, as it is, this offensive line lost three starters from a year ago, including Richie Incognito, who's been one of the best guards in the league over the last few years they didn't do anything to upgrade a wide receiver position that has just kelvin benjamin and zay jones so there was already some concern among fans here about putting in your rookie quarterback behind an inexperienced offensive line and without a lot of weapons you take away Lashawn mccoy all of a sudden it's really not looking good for that rookie quarterback you got chris ivory in the backfield and and the lack of weapons that i just mentioned so i would think Sean McDermott's the type to err on the side of caution to begin with and would probably make Josh Allen really earn this job. But if they don't have LaShawn McCoy, I think that makes it less likely that they would throw him in early. But it also makes it more likely that we'll see him sooner rather than later because if this team starts losing games and they have a tough early season schedule, the more games they lose early on, the quicker we're going to see Josh Allen. But I don't know if it'll be week one if LaShawn McCoy isn't behind him in the backfield. We're talking to Matthew Fairburn. Uh, final question for you. Uh, was there a total scramble among people who cover the Bills? This is supposed to be the last good break you guys are going to get before training camp starts, and then this story sort of lands like a bombshell. How stunned were you that this became uh, a story this rapidly, right? It kind of came out of nowhere. You're expecting in two weeks, let's cover the quarterback battle. Then, boom, I know a lot of your coworkers and a lot of people who cover the Bills up there with you 
are scrambling themselves because this is their vacation time. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, even the even the people that handle public public relations for the Bills were in the same boat. I was on the golf course with a couple of those guys and and the guy who covers the Bills for the Associated Press, and we all kind of looked down at our phones at the same time. We we're on like hole six. Yeah. And we're like, uh-oh, uh, this round <laughs> yeah. isn't going to be – our scores started plummeting. I I definitely blame – I was on my way to breaking 90 before this story broke, uh, <laughs> and I totally blame this story. But it was – it created a bit of a mad scramble. There's a lot of guys that are on vacation. There's, you know, guys that – you just don't expect something like this to happen in the middle of July, although – with the way things have gone with the Bills over the last few years, we probably should have expected something. I mean, it was only a couple summers ago that one of their assistant coaches was allegedly, you know, you know, threatening minors on a beach over beach chairs. I mean, it's always something this time of year. There's, there's really never any break in the NFL. Amen. I appreciate you getting up early with us, hanging out with us. That's Matthew Fairburn. Go follow him on Twitter. He's at The Athletic. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Uh, let me go ahead. I think we got John Morosi here uh, ready with us. Uh, John, question for you right out of the gate uh, that you may not have been anticipating. Uh, I know you're a college football guy. I know you're a Michigan fan. By the way, they check in at number four on the biggest revenue of any college football programs out there. So you're familiar with Tim Tebow. He played last night in the double-A All-Star game. We got the Major League Baseball game, All-Star game coming up next week. Do you believe that Tim Tebow will ever play a game in Major League Baseball? Yes, I do. Clay, I think he is going to be a New York Met this September. I do. I think he is... He has advanced far enough. Um, he has developed uh, his baseball skill to the point that it is conceivable, and I, I would even say likely that we see him in a major league uniform in the month of September. It's interesting because uh, I put up a poll question for the Outkick crew uh, earlier this morning, uh, and I said, I believe Tim Tebow, who had a double in the AA All-Star game last night, will play a major league baseball game for the Mets, who are presently 37-53, and 13-and-a-half games back this year. Uh, and I asked people to vote in this poll as well. And over 10,000 people have voted basically in the first hour because a lot of people care about Tim Tebow. And 77% of them have agreed and said, yes, he will play. Who makes this decision if he does play? How does it come about uh, for those out there at the end of the year when they expand the rosters? Uh, If the Mets remain like they are right now out of the running, how does this decision go down? Well, Clay, it would, it would be a, a combination of uh, ownership, uh, of course, uh, you know, Fred and Jeff Wilpon uh, with the Mets, and then their front office. Now, right now, the Mets are led by a, a three-person group as the GM because of Sandy Alderson uh, taking leave of absence to battle cancer. So it would be those three, uh, John Rico, J.P. Ricciardi, and Omar Minaya, they'd make a decision about it. Of course, there's some input from the Major League field manager as well, but I, I think, Clay, the, the bottom line on it is this. Tim Tebow has signed a a professional baseball contract, and he has done what has been asked of him. He's gone down to the to the minor leagues and worked on his game to the point that he is a credible major league baseball prospect. Do, do I think he's going to have a long ten year career in the major leagues? I, I don't, but he has checked enough of the boxes that he can go to the major leagues now and and be a representative baseball player. And most importantly, Clay and this is really important, 
he has been a great teammate to his minor league baseball teammates. Now, that doesn't come as a surprise to anybody that's followed him or understands his, his character. But the, I read recently, I believe it was in the New York Times, one of his teammates got called up and just raved about what a teammate he is. And, and bear in mind, he's probably, Clay, on average, seven years older than most of his teammates there, maybe even older than that. Uh, maybe he's even eight years older. So he is by far the oldest player. He's probably by far the least experienced player from the standpoint of professional and high-level baseball. But he has done the right things. And I see nothing wrong with, with a team that says, you know what, do I think this is going to help us sell tickets? Yeah, this is business. Uh, selling tickets is part of what you're doing. So I, I think, number one, selling tickets, God bless him, i got no problem with that. And, and number two, he is he has done what is asked of him from the standpoint of what he has learned, what how he has improved. I think it's a great story, and and if and if baseball is big picture, uh, ideally you will you will obviously grow your own superstars if you will and, and market them. But uh, there's nothing wrong with borrowing somebody else's. <laughs> That's what they're doing from college football and pro football. If, if Tim Tebow wears a major league uniform, I think it's uh, it's going to bring conversation and excitement to our game. So. I think it's a, it's a great thing to have happen. Are you? Is it fair to say that Tebow has drastically exceeded the expectations for him at this point? I mean, he was in the Double A All Star game. He's hitting two sixty something, three, over three hundred in the last twelve or thirteen games going into the All Star break. Uh, I, there was a lot of, I think, uh, trepidation about him going into baseball. I feel like he's drastically exceeded expectations. Is that a reasonable, uh, approximate uh, opinion to have? Well, yes, I, I think that there were there were a lot of skeptics out there, Clay, at the time that this started. And actually, I, I covered his workout. I, I flew out to Los Angeles. He worked out at Dado Field on the campus of USC because uh, his agents are, are based out there at CAA. So I, I was uh, covering that workout there, and, and the scouts were there. I remember talking to some some scouts about what they thought, and and some were skeptical. Others thought that he looked like a minor league baseball player and that was kind of the goal the goal at that point in time was to look like a minor league player and, and he could throw he could uh you know his bp was was pretty good so i i think he has at the time there were a lot of people that thought he was never going to get out of a ball and and he clearly has he's, he's already exceeded that expectation and, and as a baseball player clay i would say that once you get to double a you are a bona fide prospect in at least in, in the standpoint of the likelihood of you getting called up i mean double a is one call away from the big leagues so if if he was totally overmatched if, if he was totally out of his league we would know that by now and i think that he has proven uh w- with his dedication to the game and learning about it and, and and working on his swing that he's he's serious about this so i i think that uh again i i thought at the time there was still a, a pretty decent chance he'd make it to the big leagues. I, I didn't know he'd be this good this quickly and, and this credible. And I think his his credibility and his competitive integrity to, to this point in time are, are such that he he belongs in the big leagues. And, and and I think very importantly, as I mentioned to the to you a moment ago, Clay, about the way that the, the other players in the organization are going to view this. Bear in mind, if he has a spot on the major league forty man roster, or if he's called up. He's clearly taking somebody else's spot, and so there there are, there are going to be hurt feelings. There probably should be because if if you've if you've put up similar numbers to Tebow in the last six years in the Mets minor league system, and and you've 
paid your dues and you believe you deserve a call up and you don't get it, then I can certainly understand why you'd be upset. Um, has there been uh, on that level a measure of preferential treatment to, to Tim Tebow? Perhaps, but that's no different than, than the preferential treatment that exists for a first or a second round pick relative to a 30 round pick because the first round pick's been given a signing bonus of $7 million and the 30th round pick got $15,000. And, and, and so the first round pick is always given the benefit of the doubt over a longer period of time in pro baseball. That is a reality of the game. It's a reality of life. And so um, my point is Tim Tebow has done what's been asked of him. He, he has become a representatively good minor league baseball player, and I think he belongs in the big leagues this, this September. As we come into the all-star break for Major League Baseball, a lot of people may start to pivot their attention to Major League Baseball. What should we be aware of? What to you are the biggest stories as the all-star break nears? Well, a couple of things, Clay. I would say that the resurgence of a few teams that were that were not really expected to be playoff teams. The Mariners right now, if the playoffs began today, they'd be in it in the American League. And then the, the Braves and Phillies uh, emerging in a big way in the National League East at a time when certainly in the spring training everybody thought it was going to be the Nationals division to, to lose. So I, I would say those those two things uh, I, and, and those two leagues. And then, of course, on a, on a personal level, one, one player or on a, on a player-to-player basis, Mike Trout's continued dominance of the game. I think uh, Mookie Betts becoming a really close rival of his in, in, a, in the American League MVP race, and, and Manny Machado being the, the person everybody seems to want to trade for. I think those are probably the individual stories, and, of course, all of them are – uh, American League All Stars that that'll be at the Midsummer Classic on Tuesday, but I, I think Trout, Clay, the, the Angels once again look like they're going to be out of the playoffs. And, and and Mike Trout is somebody that you and I have talked about this before. The importance of baseball getting Mike Trout into being more of a mainstream American sports superstar. Mike Trout has never won a playoff game, and the Angels have not won a playoff game since 2009. So. Uh, unless something dramatically changes, the uh, the Los Angeles Angels are, are going to have one more year where Mike Trout's incredible production, I'm not going to say the word is uh, is wasted, but it, it is not taken full advantage of by an organization that, that probably should be a lot better on the field right now than it has been in this decade. You mentioned uh, Mike Trout, obviously. How about Bryce Harper? The Nationals are right now at dead even, I believe, at forty six and forty six in that division, and uh, Atlanta and the and the and the Phillies have outperformed. But Trout is hitting, sorry, uh, but Harper's hitting two thirteen. Uh, is this an example of him? Just I, I, what's happening from your perspective to to explain how he would drop a hundred percentage points in his batting average in one year? Clay, and not not that I'm a hitting coach expert, but but I do think he is pressing, trying to do too much of the plate. And that is resulting in some bad swings and 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 deviations from his from his best offensive approach. Uh, he is he is pulling off the ball more than he usually does, which has left him vulnerable to pitches away. And pitchers know this, and so they're they're exploiting that. They are not giving him almost anything on the inside part of the plate, or at least not by by uh, on, on purpose. They're they're trying to stay away from him, and and they should. Uh, it, it's it is a. Clay, to me, it's going to be one of the more interesting stories we've ever seen in baseball in an offseason this winter when he becomes a free agent because he has been talked about for years as a possible $300 million player, possible $400 million player, and as you say, he's batting in the low 200s. 
I, I had recently some some uh, some agents, not not his own agent, not not Scott Boris, others say they still believe he's going to get paid more than a quarter billion dollars this this winter because of the the way that analytics will always look charitably upon young stars in terms of their future projections. And, and Bryce, in this case, is still a Still, still twenty five years still old young, for sure. Yeah, still a young man. I've so, got to get to. Uh, I got to get to my break here. We'll continue the Bryce Harper debate with you next week. Thanks for getting up early with us here, John Morosi. We'll talk to you next week after the All Star game. Sounds great, Clay. Always a pleasure, my friend. We'll talk to you real soon. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.